Recorded live. Command miracles in your household right now. I command every cell to line up in your body. Even in this room, the enemy has tried to come and tell me that you won't receive your healing. That is incurable. I declare by the power of God that healing must make us as quickly in this place. I declare healing over your household. Thank you. 
Into wine, we open the eyes of the blind. 
hello? Everyone know? Yeah. Mother Lily, that's yeah. you? Yeah. Sound like, yeah. like you was felt like you were asleep there for a minute. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. I don't breathe at all. I'm okay. Okay. Praise God, praise God. I'm glad that everyone that is here on the line tonight and want to listen about internet. This is Pastor Nina Anshaw of Walking by Faith International Ministry. I know some of y'all probably came in and heard this prayer that was playing. I had playing and I just ran, just came, just ran right into this prayer. When I was getting the music together and I'm like, Lord, that's the prayer to open up with. With that, I don't know if y'all heard the prayer, but she began to shut down every stronghold and begin to take back everything that the enemy had taken from us, everything from the children of Israel, man. So I'm going to still open up with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, Lord, I bless your holy name on tonight, oh God, and forevermore, oh God. Lord, I ask you, Father God, to anoint the airways, oh God, 
be with each and every person that is listening by internet and also by calling in, oh God, or anoint their household, oh God, anoint them in a mighty way, oh God, where they walk in your righteousness and in your faith, oh God. Lord, let them not turn from the side, but allow, but but actually walk towards you, oh God. Walk towards the victory. Walk towards towards your mercy, oh God. Towards your grace, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God. Lord, we ask you to bless the man of God that is bringing the word on tonight, oh God. To walk in, walk in your favorites, oh God. Lord, continue to do a mighty work in him, oh God. Lord, let him teach. Teach the word the way you have him to teach, oh God. But Lord, most of all, God, remove all hindering spirits from him, oh God. Lord, remove everything that is not like you, oh God. And Lord, let your let your authority and your holiness and, and your anointing shine upon his life. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to bless me, oh God, in a mighty way, oh God. Lord, you know I'm standing in the need of a blessing, oh God. Lord, you know I'm standing in the need of transportation in the name of Jesus, oh God. Lord, I ask you, God, have your way in me, oh God. Have your way in this ministry and have your way in every other ministry, oh God. Lord, we ask you to move right now by your spirit, your power, and your might. Amen and amen and amen. Mother Lily, are you asleep? Yep. Uh, yep sound like you, you sound like you sleep there. I, that's how I'm reading. I keep telling you. I'm listening. Okay, but it does. It sound like you sleep, darling. <laughs> amen. Yep. Amen. I hope y'all enjoyed the prayer, the prayer that was going on when I came in, um, and I'm gonna pray another worship. Everybody, lift up your voice, say, I am tired. You know the drama, they come through him, girl. Here we are, the victory. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I know better than that. Anybody got a scripture reading tonight or a scripture or a testimony? I have a little bit of both. I'm going to start it off because I'm excited right now. I'm coming out of Matthew 17. And this is dealing with Jesus when he transfigured there on the mountain. I'm going to read from verse verse 1 through verse 9. And it says, after the six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on the high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shined like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to him, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said, to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here if you wish. Let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out, out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, 
whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when you and when the disciple heard it, they fell on their face and were great, was greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw one but they saw but they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, said, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And I just want to say tonight, when you are walking in Christ, there is something happening when God begins to cleanse you up for his glory. And when you are in God's face daily praying and reading your word, there should be a transfiguring there in the inside as well it will pull on the outside the transfiguring. So when people see us, then when we are walking into his glory, they will see like there is something about you. There is something there, but what they see is the glory of God. And that is my testimony, one of my testimony on tonight, because I want to walk in that glory the same way Jesus walked in the glory, because Jesus went up on a high mountain by, by himself, you know, by himself with his disciple, and he was in there when he was up there on the house. He was in prayer. He was having a conversation with the Father. But some of that, when you come out of the presence of the Lord, they should see the glory of the Lord that is on your life, that you have been with the Father, that you have been with Jesus, where they transfigured, Jesus transfigured before his disciples. His talk was different. His look was different. His walk was different. So every time I am with the Lord, it's something about I am a totally different person because when you are in the word of God, when you are talking with the Lord, when you are pressing, when you are fasting and praying, there shall be a change about you somewhere. And I thank God for changing me. I thank God for speaking into my spirit because where I was dead at, now I rise in Jesus' name. I'm no longer dead no more. Now I rise in Jesus' name so I can speak life into your life. Now I can speak life into, if I can speak life into my life, guess what? I should be able to speak life into somebody else's into somebody else's life. We got to learn how to speak life. We need to come out of the dead and rise in Jesus' name. And another part of my testimony, I want to thank God for everyone that that was praying for my mother because she was they they diagnosed her Sunday and Sunday and Monday with congested heart failure. Uh, I'm not with congestion heart failure. I want to say that, but with uh, with uh, uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was glory to God. It was yeah. She had water around her around her heart. It wasn't just around her. It was on the walls of her heart. So uh-huh. she had a congestion heart failure there, and I thank God for removing the water 
get fluid up off her heart because she was home too. They destroyed her too. See, glory to God, and I begin to praise God because God will move mountains out of the way when you begin to speak into your storm and tell that storm it must cease. I rebuke you, Satan. I cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the kingdom of God because I know my mother walking faith into the kingdom of God. I know the angel is surrounding her. I know the healing power that is on my mother's life. And I know Jesus that is in her life. Because the same Jesus that saved my mother saves me because she prayed over me. And got me saved. Glory to God. And I thank God for a mother, the mother that I had, the mother that I got that prays daily, every day, in her word, daily, all day long. And I thank God for a mother like that. She continued to pray. So I thank y'all. Just keep on lifting her up in prayer. That God would give her her mind back. Glory to God. From you know, from the uh, disease, the spirit that caused a sickness that caused the dementia and all timers. You know, I rebuke every time I, I think about my mother, talk about my mother, or talk to her on the floor. Go, I begin to rebuke that stronghold off my mother because we know that it's a spirit that is trying to trying to connect with her mind. Uh, uh, she, But she remember all of us, praise the Lord. She just have a short-term memory. Uh, she she remembers stuff from way back then, but when we begin to talk now, she'll forget quick. So she has a short term, but I thank God. But when you started talking about the goodness of Jesus, she know what Jesus has done. She knows she know the shepherd's voice. Glory to God. Anybody else got a testimony before we get into, before the song, praise and worship, continue? You know, but I want to let you know, I don't know what's the matter with my breathing, but that's me breathing. It's not me sleep. My mouth is shut and everything, and that's what comes out. I don't know, it sounds like it's coming out of my nose to me. Okay, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you, Mother, before we get off this broadcast, and we all going to touch in agreement in prayer that God will remove every stomach block there, every blockage there in your lung. Let's pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, Lord, we we say when there is two or three are gathered, God, there you will be in the midst, oh God. And Lord, we ask you, Father God, to touch Mother Lillian for right now, God. We ask you to touch her lungs in the name of Jesus, oh God. We ask you, Father God, to remove every clot piece of the lung right now. Open up every every windpipe, oh God, where she begin to breathe normal in your name, oh God. Lord, we even ask you to touch her vocal cords, oh God. And Lord, give her a voice back in the name of Jesus, God. We call off the hindrance spirit, God, 
on that is on our vocal cord, that is on our lungs, oh God. We call out diabetes right now and offer her in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure right now, that stronghold, we cast that thing there down to the pits of hell, oh God. Oh God, we call out the lung disease, oh God, trying to attack her and keep her immune system there. We call those things out that exalt itself against the kingdom of God, oh God, because Lord, she does walk in kingdom authority. In your name, Jesus, oh God, Haya, God, move on, Haya, move on her right now, oh God, touch her lungs, oh God. Send your angels right now and let them touch Allah and let the healing process begin in the name of Jesus, oh God. Let her feel the warmness in her lungs, God. Lord, as she's feeling, God, let the windpipes begin to open up. Every blocked arteries that was there in the lung, no more, oh God. We send those things back to the pits of hell that is not like you. In the lung, every mucus, God, we send it back, God, to the pits of hell right now. We send it back to the sinner that sent it to, which is Satan. Satan, we send that mess back to you because it is nothing like God. And, Lord, we ask you to fill up, oh, God, with your glory, oh, God. Fill up with your healing in the name of Jesus, oh, God. Lord, we crown her right now, Jesus, with your healing power. Ayah, with your healing power right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God, hiya, God, right now, oh God, oh God, we call a healing, miracles healing of blessings upon our life, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, because no weapon form against us, oh God, shall prosper, oh God. Oh God, you said it in your word. Do not touch my anointing and do my prophets no harm, oh God. And shame we see you back. We counsel your contract right now. We counsel your contract right now. We counsel right now and send it back to the pits of hell. That is no like you, oh God. Oh, have your way, Jesus. Glory to God. Have your way in this place, oh God. Have your way in our life. Have your way in our home, oh God. Have your way, oh God. Move her out of the way, oh God, and you stand right there in the gap, oh God. You stand in her place, oh God. Stand there. Stand before her, oh God. Continue to minister to her heart and her soul, oh God. Let her continue to walk in an evangelist and in an evangelist life. I shot by Messiah. So, Lord, you know that you call her to be an evangelist, God. Evangelist, God. And that's all she do, evangelize. In your name, oh God, and tell any of the stranger about who your son Jesus Christ is, oh God. Lord, let her continue to do in the faith. That your faith and walk, that you have a walk in your name, Jesus. He see us in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Touch your breathing, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. I'm just coming out to worship right now. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So this song right here means a lot to me. I was traveling and God began to speak to me. He said, when you think about company, they come over to your house. At some point, because they're company, they have to go. He said, but with me, I want to be the person who can stay with you and for the rest of your life. Yes, yes, yes. So my prayer was to God, you are the company that never have to leave me. So I need you to stay with me. How can I live? How can I move? Yes. How can I be without you? How can I stand in the midst of I can't go on without you. You are the company that doesn't have to go. Stay with me. I'm broken before you. Please only call I need you. I'm empty if I don't have you. Stay with me, fill my heart to it, on my heart victory, I can't imagine life without you, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, how can I live? How can I move? How can I be without you? Yes, God. I can't go on without you. All the company that doesn't have to go. Yes, stay with me. Right oh, yeah. Empty. So
Anybody else got a testimony to scripture reading tonight? No, but I'm glad that this is a day that the Lord has made. So we all shall rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm just glad that my voice is getting stronger and stronger. And I know it's because of my Jesus stripes out of here. And no one against me will ever prosper in the name of Jesus. Glory to God, Mother. Amen. Amen. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Okay, I just I had a a song and this this song I I've been in love with this song for like the longest since uh Cooling Water by the Waking Brothers. And that song uh yeah. I cooling water. Yeah. You want me to play it for you? No, I got it right here. I already got it queued up. Okay. I, I was already with y'all. Mm-hmm. This I Lee William and Syracuse. I know who they are. Yeah, and uh, that song, it, it, it has so much in it for me. Every time I hear it, it just does something to me. And, uh, I just wanted to just play a little bit of it before I get into what I have for you all tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm going to play just a little bit of it and just prepare myself for this. Okay.
Can you hear me, Pastor Shaw? Mother oh, knows. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, this came to me. I kind of talked to Pastor Shaw about it earlier today. But uh, I'm going to put a little, a little tag on this and call it the ultimate show of love of God. Okay. And. Uh, I talked to Pastor Shaw, and I told her this just kept, I mean, it's just like it just jumped off the page when I looked in the Bible. It was uh, John 3.16. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whomever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we were talking about the steadfast love of God. And that, to me, explains everything in just that one verse. Because if he didn't care anything about us, he didn't have to send his son here. He could have destroyed the world and started it all over again with different people and different things. Or he could have made it the way he wanted it. But in life, everything has its steps from the moment we're born to the moment we leave her. So that love that he had for us, he gave us another chance by sending Jesus here. Everybody got a chance, not just to save people, but to unsave people as well. He didn't Amen. separate it. He didn't separate us. He, When Jesus came, he said, well... He didn't say, well, Father, you can take me for these people's sins, but not these people. When Jesus died, he died for everyone. Amen. Not just for the saved. He died for the unsaved and the ones who follow after that. So my thing is, that was the ultimate show of love because he didn't have to send us a way out. He could have just tore the world up, flooded it, made volcanoes erupt, or whatever the case may have been. But he he felt that love, and he showed us that love. 
by sending us a way out, which was Jesus. And, you know, I, like I asked Pastor how many of us could send our child out somewhere knowing what's going to happen to him? A whole lot of us won't even send our kids to school, you know, and that was a safe place once upon a time. Now you send your kids to school, it's like a roll of the dice. Something good happens, something might not happen. But as a parent, you you wouldn't sacrifice your child. And that, to me, was the ultimate show of love because his only begotten son was sent into this world to be crucified, ridiculed. I mean, they did all type of things to Jesus. And as a parent, you don't even want your child to get a cut on the finger. But for that to be done, that showed me that God loves me more than I love myself. And it's just like so overwhelming just thinking about that because I see myself doing things and it's, eh, certain things I won't do because if I knew the day, the minute, and the time that I was going to leave this earth, I probably would hide in the house and wouldn't talk to anyone. But... I've came a long way from where I used to be to where I'm at now because I don't see things in the same light anymore. You know, I before I became where I'm at now, I used to see people outside sleeping under vat ox and walk right past them like it didn't bother me. Now I'm to the point where I, I got to stop and say something. If I can't help them out, see if I can get them some help to help themselves. There's a point in time I'd pass people up and they have signs, uh, you know, I'm hungry or whatever the case may be, and pass them up. Now I stop, talk to them, and, you know, and yes, we all know there's some of them out there that's doing wrong, but what about the ones that's not? The ones that are really hungry. And we have been, some of us have been so selfish that we wouldn't even give them a glass of water. And you got bottled waters in your car, you'll pass them up. So I'm so glad that God has pricked my heart and softened it to a whole lot of situations because we have we don't even know what somebody's been through or going through, but the love of God has touched me, changed me, and formed me into somebody I didn't even know who I was sometimes. Because the old me had to go so the new me can prosper and move forward. And thanks to Pastor Shaw, I'm growing. Amen. And and learning. And I've seen the love of God and I know the love of God. And it's going in me more and more every day. 
because I see situations and I'm like, what could I do to get them to turn the corner and go in the right direction? Instead of going to the liquor store, they'll make it right and go down to the church. Come on now. Pass that liquor store. And I'm learning that the same influence I had on the street when I was doing wrong, I can do the same thing for the kingdom. And that will grow daily. That other stuff that was from the street, it's going to die out and it's going to wither away. Because anything that's not done for God is not going to prosper anyway. And that I had, it took me a while to learn that. But as I'm learning more and more, it's just been so amazing that my eyes have been open to a whole lot of things. Because before I met Pastor Shaw, I'm still trying to live both lives. And you cannot straddle the fence. You have to pick a side and stick with it. The dark side or the light side. You can't live in the middle, in the shade. You're either going to be all the way in the dark or you move all the way into the marvelous light. And the marvelous light feels so good that I can't say enough about it. And, you know, (laughs) I've came a long way because I used to be on here and wouldn't say a word. I was the quietest thing on this phone. But now I'm more at ease talking than just listening. And once uh, Pastor Shaw talked to me and told me that I would be talking tonight, I was a little nervous, but not as nervous as I was at first. Because I know once I start talking, God kicks it into overdrive, and it's no longer me. He speaks through me because some of the stuff, when I start talking, I'm like, oh, where did that come from? It's not Minister Jerome. That's God speaking through me, using me in a way that I didn't know was possible for myself. So I know that was his love, his mercy, and his grace for me. And without being one of those, I would probably be in jail in my grave. So I'm thankful for his love and everything else that he's given me this far, but I know there's more to come. And uh, I'm going to stick up under Pastor Shaw until (laughs) he tells me it's time to, to move forward, move on. And Oh, I'm still going to be around, but if he tells me it's time to go, it's time to go. You can't not. You Amen. Know, you can't go against the word of God. And sometimes when you try to stick somewhere and it's time for you to spread your wings and fly on your own, he has a way of pushing you out of the nest. <laughs> because once you get too comfortable in that nest, you will be pushed out eventually because eventually you have to spread your own wings and fly. Mm-hmm. 
excuse me. And right now I'm still in the early bird, the early bird stage, so I'm still learning. And once I get to that point where it's time for me to spread my wings and to go forward, I'm still going to come back to the nest, regardless of what's going on. And because every day you learn something different. And thus far, (laughs) Pastor Shaw has shown me a lot of things. And I'm still learning. Her support has been tremendous. And if it's something I don't understand, I can I know I can call her and she'll explain it to me. And that's nothing but the steadfast love of God coming from her that I can go to her and talk to her about anything that's going on, anything biblical that I don't understand, I know I can go to her and she's going to show me. And if not, I know she'll show me or tell me where to go to get the answer for myself. And that's what I love about her so much. And Mother Lily has been, been an experience learning from her just by talking to her on here. I feel the love of God on her. I know she has a lot to teach also, so I'm just like a sponge right now. I'm just taking it all in. And, you know, it's been very good to absorb some of the knowledge of these ladies. But it's nothing that's been bad. It's all been good, and it's nothing but the steadfast love of God coming through them to me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I know my thank you. Not only the ultimate show of love of God has been for him to send his son into the world, but we must show it to each other each and every day. Because some people have gotten away from showing love, their hearts have been hard to the point where they repel everybody that's trying to help them or trying to do something for them, and they, their hearts are so hard, hardened that they think everybody's out to get them. But once they accept that love from love of God, they'll see everybody's not out to hurt them. And excuse me. You know, can I say something real quick and I give it back to you? Oh, you go ahead, because it's all about learning. Okay, I was just looking at the scripture and I looked at it early, and I've been seeing every time I read John chapter three dealing with the new birth, and this is what this chapter is all about about the new birth from the beginning, dealing with Nicodemus went to Jesus. How can a person be born again the second time when he is old? How do he go when he do re-enter into his mother's womb? And Jesus told him, no, 
you got to be born of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever is born of the flesh is the flesh. But whatever is born in the spirit of God, it is the spirit. And I thank God for you for bringing this lesson tonight in John 3.16 because Jesus did not come to condemn this world, but to save this world. He saved you. He saved me. He saved Mother Lily. But what blessed me about this word, when you get to verse 18 here in John 3, it says, he who believes in him is not condemned. And I thank God that we is not condemned on tonight because we believe in the Son. But also it says, but he who does not believe is condemned already. So the one that don't want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord person to save they are condemned because they don't believe on they because they don't want to believe in the Son. And I don't understand that God is so stand He gives us steadfast love and He and He gave us a comforter which is his son. I've been stressing that the whole since God gave me on this lesson to do is stand fast. We got to believe the things of God that he sent us his only begotten son for us. That's no, no more greater love than that. No more greater, greater love than that his only begotten son. That we should we should we we should believe in the things of God, the healing of God, the mercy of God, the joy of love. That's where we get our strength from from His Son Jesus. Jesus got the most best strength that I ever know. He had the strength to carry His cross, even when He was weak. Simon, his name was Simon. Matter of fact, he was a tax collector, and his name was Simon. And you can look it up in the book of Matthew to start. Please start in the twenty third or twenty fourth chapter when Jesus was turned, when Jesus was beaten, and he was carrying his cross, and 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 and, and he couldn't, and he carried his cross to to Calvary Street, what a place they call girl, and that means. A gasset, and that means the the place of a girl dead dead skulls gasset. Yeah, with dead skulls. That's what that's what it means. Gasset. Yes, yes, that's what it means. Gasset, and 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 that means dead skull. If you look at the word, it means dead skull. Gasset means dead skull. So that that was the streets of Calvary. That was Calvary right there. When he had to carry his cross to Calvary, down Calvary Street, to up there to God. But when he got there, glory to God, he said it was finished when he hung his head and died because he said, now this is the most love that I can give them when I took up everything for them and said to the Father, it was finished. I died for that. I died for this. And I die for that. And I thank God for Minister Jerome tonight of bringing this scripture out because it was well needed. They're talking about San Festival. Minister Jerome, I'm turning back on because I can go on. Keep going. <laughs> Amen. 
I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. Uh, then you can you continue on, and we'll when it's that time, I'll you know we'll end you it on a high ahead. note. You can go ahead. You can finish it. Finish it on now. Go right ahead. <laughs> whenever you get, whenever you're done, you just let me know, and I take it over. And that's one thing we got to realize that, you know, we are loved unconditionally. We can never touch the unforgivingly above on surface because you have to really go deep into that. Just like it's supernatural, you know, you got to touch deep into that. But to love someone unconditional, it's with no strings attached. I love you in spite of who you are. I love you just because of who you are. I love you. And don't have, and you know that that's a commandment to love. But you know, some of us, you know, it starts off saying that we was dirty, filthy rags. Well some of us is still that way. But he still loves us. You know, he loves the good, the bad and the ugly of us. It's like he says it rains on the just as well as the unjust. So we have to realize, you know, some of us are chosen because we're handpicked by him. And some of us is chosen because he gives us a chance to get it right. But then some of us is just not going to get it right. We don't care because we feel like we're going to make it anyway. It's all about me. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh, no. You gotta look towards Jesus and what He's done. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. And I'm gonna tell you, Jesus is gonna have the first word, and Jesus is gonna have the last word. He's the one that puts the stamp of approval on you. It's just like a baby coming in the world. They they get this. Put his footprints down on a piece of paper, and everything showing and proving that that's that's who you are. When you was born, and everything that's the same way, we have to be inspected by Jesus when that day comes. Don't think you're going to get under the radar because you're not. He knows who you are, and he knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knows all. It's like the Father. My daddy had to teach him, and he taught him well. It's like we are being taught well also. We have to learn. And when you learn, there is no excuse for you because you know better. Jesus loves you. Yes, I know. And Mother Ford do too. In the name of Jesus, you go on, baby. Okay. And uh, John 321, it says, but he that doeth the, the truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are right in God. And there's a lot of us that, you know, we think we're bigger than God and we're bigger than this. And then down in John 3.30, he said, he must increase, but I must decrease, which is... Yes, what yes, must happen? Oh. He must. Yes. Ha- it must happen for us. We got to take ourselves out of the situation and put God into it. Because without without showing the love of God, 
and giving God his propers is what, you know, the people say, giving people the props. You have to give God his props and everything. Because without putting, without putting God in it, you wouldn't have nothing. You wouldn't even have the power to wake yourself up in the morning time, getting yourself going, you know. And then, you know, we have these people that show no love at all. They talk down on people and belittle them, you know, and they forgot where it came from. You came from the projects. Now you're living in a five-bedroom house, two cars, or whatever the case may be with you. You're doing better than you used to be. But you forget that, and God has a way of breaking you back down to where you be humble. And then once you get built back up, then all of a sudden you, oh, well, look at what I got. No, see, now you're going back down to the breakdown point because you're going backwards. He showed you that he could give you this stuff. And then he breaks you down and takes it from you. And then when you get built back up, you show no love. You show no no pity or whatever you want to call it for your fellow mankind. Because without showing that love, you know, what what else do you have if you don't have the love of God, the mercy of God, and the grace of God? You're just like a can that has nothing in it. It might look good, but once it falls over, you hear all the echoes, and there's nothing in there. It's empty. My God. I don't want to be an empty can rolling around in dirt somewhere. I want to be a can that has something in it. And from the day I was birthed from the womb, God put something in me. I might have fell over and spilt a little bit on the way out, but, you know, God had a, okay, now, I'm going to refill you and sit you back upright. Mm-hmm. And what I put in you, I want you to share with others because the word of God feeds everyone, not just some people. It feeds everyone because some of us lose our way along the road, but we must ask to be refilled and replace the things that are not of him with the things that are of him. So we must replenish by reading the word, getting into the word, and being surrounded by people that are the same as us. Because on the times that I can't refill myself, I can call on Pastor Shaw, Mother Lily, or anyone else that is of God to be replenished because we all must be renewed sometimes. You know, it's just like your cell phone. If you don't plug it in and it dies, what abuse is it to you? And then when, once you plug in again and get, get recharged, you can go on and help somebody else that needs to be replugged into the father because they have lost a way. Sometimes we have to be a beacon of light, and you don't have to go out yelling, oh, I'm this and I'm that. God, God has a way of showing people who you are before you even go to them. They see that light, that beacon that you shine, and it's so bright that there's nothing else that 
oh, he must be one of God's chosen because he's he's this, he's that, he's shining. But we also have some false beacons. And they're supposed to be leading people to the Father. But they're into it for their own personal gain, their selfishness still. And sometimes we have to remember that they are just men or women or or whoever they are. Nobody's perfect. But sometimes you have to get them turned back around because once you think you're bigger than God, uh, we got a problem. You have to show them the love of God by telling them, hey, let me talk to you for a minute. And, hey, man, you know, what you were saying, it was okay, but that wasn't biblical. That didn't sound like it was coming from God. It would sound like it was coming from you. Because I've been to churches. It seemed like they passed the tray around 150 times. And I'm like, hold on. They, you know, they said this is God's house. I never read in the Bible where it said pass that plate around so pastor can get a new house, a new truck, or whatever it may be that he's trying to get. Mm-hmm. But being where I'm at now, I see through a lot of people's excuse me, false personas that they give off that they're all about God. But when it's time, I've seen preachers that are, they threaten the church, oh, I'm going to leave if I don't get this much. You know, there were people back in the day that preached for free. And all they did was feed these pastors and preachers and prophets. And that was the payment. Now you have mm. pastors, preachers, ministers, and prophets. If I don't get $3,000, I ain't going to even say nothing up there today. You know, and I remember it was a time where pastors and ministers and everybody that was preaching the word, they were just happy preaching the word. They was not worried about the money. They wasn't worried about anything. They just wanted to get up there and get the opportunity to show and spread the love of God. Amen. it's time to get back to the basics because we have got so far out of whack that we think that is the way it's supposed to be, but it's not. You know, you should be happy, ecstatic, just to be able to open your mouth and share it with someone else about the love of God. Everything that God has done for me, I am so Blessed now that every time I think that there's something about to happen, 10 minutes later I walk down the street and it happens behind me, not in front of me. Yeah. And I I know it's nobody but God, you know, because if you walk out of a restaurant 10 minutes later, they they get robbed, but you're gone. I know I didn't do that. Because something just told me, hey, it's time to leave. Whatever you was eating, take it with you. And then they get robbed 10 minutes after you leave. 
That's no matter with God. Because he protects you from the seen and unseen. And I just want everybody to get back to the basics, get back to praising God, giving God his just deserves for everything he's done for you in your past and everything he's going to do for you in your future. And Pastor Shaw, I heard her say something about being blessed with a vehicle, but she just don't know it's going to come quicker than she thinks it is. And I, I feel that, I believe that, and I know it. And that's not the only thing that's going to come to her. Everything she's been praying about, hoping for, wishing for, it's coming because I've been told. And everything that's going on with Mother Lily, it's going to come to pass that you won't even remember the days that you couldn't hardly breathe. You won't even be able to remember the last time that you could barely talk because you couldn't breathe. You won't be able to remember that because he's going to replace all that with something better. And your voice is going to come back and your breathing is going to be so good it's going to frighten you that you won't need medicine to help you breathe or an inhaler to, you know, you have to take to help you be able to breathe. And for me, the things are coming and I feel it and I know it because once I had a surgery to have my toe amputated, I was like, oh Lord, I ain't gonna never be able to walk again without this a cane or crutch. But I know the love of God he was telling me it's not gonna happen in a day because when I first joined this radio ministry I could talk but nobody could hardly hear me. And now you see my voice is coming back. It's stronger. And every day, every day is getting better. So I know that's the love of my father. No man did it. No man did it. No machine did it. Nobody did it but God. So I have to say thank you, Father, for the blessing. Thank you for the healing. And now I can walk from my house to the mailbox without my cane. Every day it's getting a little bit better, so I try to push the boundaries, but I know my limits because he told me it's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a week. It's going to take time for me to get back. So without his love, I know Jerome would have just withered up and just been cane bound because without that cane, I was like, oh, Lord, I can't even, can't even walk that far. And my asthma has not been bothering me because normally when yes. it gets cold, I can hardly breathe, so I have to stay in the house because cold weather affects me. Now I get out. I'll go walking, I'll go to the grocery store, and I know there's God telling me, see, you keep believing, and your belief gets stronger than me, and I'm going to show you what I can do. Mm-hmm. And the more and more I believe, and if I believe it, I receive it, and things are changing. Things are changing. And when people start coming to you and asking you, 
about God, and you have nothing but, you know, I'm, oh, Lord. At first, I was like, oh, Lord, what am I going to tell these people that's asking me about God? Oh. And he said, don't worry about it. Whatever they need to know, I'm going to send it to you, through you, to tell these people. So I'm in there cutting her, and a friend of mine, well, he's actually a friend of my older brother. He's been knowing me since I was a little kid. And he told me out of his own mouth, he said, Jerome, there's something different about you. I said, huh, what are you talking about? I ain't cut my hair, I ain't did nothing. He said, no, I'm not talking like that. He said, I see something in you when you were younger, but now you got older and it has matured and it's coming out. I didn't understand then, but what God had implanted in me from the womb, it's been, it was dormant at first, but now it's coming in to its own. And the more and more I talk about the love, the mercy, and the grace of God, the more and more it's coming out. Because Pastor Shaw can be a witness to this. At first, I used to be quite as a church mouse. She asked me to say something. I, I can't talk right now. I can't talk. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, but now it's just like I want to talk about God more than anything else. Because without his steadfast love for me, I probably wouldn't have nothing to say. I know I wouldn't have nothing to say. (laughs) So, Pastor Shaw, I want to thank you for nudging me forward. Amen. Amen. Give God the glory. All the glory belongs to the Lord. I cannot take the glory of that because that's God. The the Jesus in me. Love the Jesus in you. I can't take the the credit for that. And he said, I'm serving. And Jesus said it best when he said, he that abides in me, I abide in them. Amen. And it's just funny how everybody that has Jesus in them, they're kind of like magnets. They're attracted to each other. Some magnets are a little bit stronger than others. But uh, if the two magnets hook up, there's not too much stuff that can pull them apart. (laughs) Come on now. The more and more that I've been attracted to God's people, the more and more I want to stick with them because there's been certain things that tries to pull me away from it, and it's not going to work because God has a mission for me until it's done. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be here. And I was thinking about moving from the neighborhood I'm in, and some told me, no, it's not time yet. It's not time for me to move from this neighborhood because I was, oh, worried about what was going on in my neighborhood and what was told to me is you're not done there yet. You can't move on to the next thing until you're done there. So Amen. 
I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to believe and receive everything that he sends to me. And whoever he sends to me, it's my mission here that I know now to redirect these people and get them back on path and get them back, headed back to the kingdom of God and get them to the point where they'll ask me. And if I can't do it, I'll call Pastor Shaw, and I know she will. Because we lose our way sometimes, and we look for that beacon. And God sends people to me all the time when they're getting a haircut. And for one, some reason, we start out talking about one thing, but it's just like that circle. It comes back around to talking about God before they get to her all the way completed cut. We end up talking about God. So I tell them, if you really want to, I can call somebody that will get you right and teach you how to reconnect with the Father. And sometimes they're, no, I got it from you. And I said, I don't want to mislead anyone. And before I do that, I'll call somebody I know that has God on speed dial. If I, I might not know the number, I can get you close. I can get you the operator to God, you know, and they'll get you right there to him. But I'm learning how to connect them into the, get them plugged into the where they need to be at, get them directed to where they need to go. And the more and more I'm learning from Pastor Shaw, it, it's not about Jerome. It's about God. Everything that happens that's been happening to me for the last five or six months, it's not because of me. It's because of God. Because there was a point in time I didn't know if, if I looked in the refrigerator, I was going to get blinded from the light in the refrigerator, I was going to be food in her. But when I get down to my last, there's there's always something else coming. I always have food in the refrigerator now. At first, I didn't I didn't know. I wasn't for sure what was going to happen. But now I know that God is not going to let me go hungry nor thirst. And I'm thankful for that because... I know I was out in the world. I was doing stuff that was not of God at all. I dibbled. I dabbled. I sold a little bit of this. and But God said, okay, it's enough of that. It's time to sit down and, you know, he set me down. It, it wasn't a mental thing. It was he started showing me, look, this is what's going on. And it's time for you to come in out the rain, son. Come on in the house. He has seven more minutes. He has seven more minutes. Okay. I, I'm going to start bringing it back a little bit. But if it was not for the steadfast love of God, I know I would either be in jail or in my grave. I didn't want either one of them. So I had to start doing what God had set out for me a long time ago because I know where I was supposed to be at. 
But for some strange reason, I no, no, Lord, not me. I'm not good enough. He never picks the people that everybody thinks is going to be a minister, be a pastor. He always uses the least expected people because I've seen ministers that come from great homes. You know, they do okay, but people are not going to want to listen to this person that came from a perfect home. They want to listen to the the man that's been out here himself pulled him out of that darkness into the light. They want to hear from the woman who might have been on drugs, selling herself, or whatever the case may be. God uses her for his glory. He he lets everybody see where she was at to where he pulled her from and placed her in that marvelous light. That marvelous light shines so bright that anything in the darkness don't even count no more. And if it was not for his steadfast love, he wouldn't have pulled you out of that crack house. He wouldn't have pulled you out of selling drugs. He would have pulled you out of being a prostitute or prostituting women out. He wouldn't have done none of that because his love for you, he pulled you out of all that. He dusts you off and sent you somewhere where you could grow. And from your growth, everybody else is going to want to plug in with you and get that part of God that they're missing. Once they get that steadfast love, he pricks their heart, softens their heart up, and he's able to use them. And I've always told people, if they had knew me a few years ago, they wouldn't even want to be next to me. But I'm so thankful that God pulled me out because of his steadfast love for me that he pulled me out of the street life because I know my next step, two steps were grave, penitentiary, not even in that order. But for God to show me the love that he has, I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that he... He has pulled me out of because I know I was headed to hell. I know that for myself. I'm so thankful that he pulled me out of that mess. And he's showing me and he's teaching me. And through Pastor Shaw, I'm learning a lot of God and what he has for me. He has a lot more for you than any man or woman on the street can give you. And plus, once God gives you something, there's no man, no woman, or anybody can take away from you. Yes. And I, I just killed my seven minutes, Pastor Shaw. I'm sorry. Yes, all right. You know, I'm seeing things before they even happen. I'm feeling things, and I call Pastor Shaw, and she tells me, hey, this is what it is. And I'm like, oh, okay. That is just like a newborn baby learning as he's getting older. I might not get the footing right at first, but as I start walking, 
those feet straighten up. Then you learn how to learn how to walk. Then you learn how to run. And then well, farther on down in life, when you start having kids, you have to teach them the way you were taught. Because no child is born walking. And I know I had to take at first I was taking I was crawling. Now I'm walking. And I'm walking into the what has God has already preordained me to walk into. And as long as I'm walking where God wants me to walk, saying what I'm supposed to be saying instead of things that, well, I, I want to say this, but I can't say that. Uh, no. Pastor Shaw told me that God wants you to speak with boldness. Yes. So if I'm scared to talk about God, where's the boldness? Amen. There's no boldness if you if you can't talk about the love of God and the mercy and the grace He has given you. Some people look at you like, you know, you you've been this, this, and this, and you ain't never been locked up. And you ain't never... no. It was just God showing me. Look, this is what could happen. I'm saving you from this. My God. And there's a lot of my friends that went on too, and went on home, and they were younger than me. I didn't know then, but God was showing me, Jerome, this is what could happen to you too, because y'all were hanging together less than an hour ago. You went home because I told you to go home. Your friend got shot. I'm protecting you from that. I'm shielding you from that. But when I was younger, I didn't know this. And now that I'm coming into what God wants me to be, there's things and situations that I was saved from by anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. God told me to go home. And I, I didn't argue. I, didn't, I just went home. Then to come find out a friend got shot. My God. An hour from where we were. It was an hour past after I had left him and went home because God said, go home. So I told them, hey, man, I'm, I'm ready to go home. I'd have made enough for the night. I'm going home. I'm like, y'all should go home too. No, nah, we're going to stick out here a little longer. It's still money out here. All right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. As soon as I went home, I got a call from my other friend telling me our other friend had just been shot in the exact place, exact spot I had just left. And now that I understand God protects you from the seen and unseen, I look back at that. I'm like, wow, I could have been standing there and got taken away from her early, too. But I'm so thankful that he loved me enough to tell me to go home because Amen. it's just been some amazing things happening. And I try to tell Pastor Shaw all the time, I'm like, I watched the movie that I had watched hundreds of times. I think it's 
called The Blind Spot. It's about the football player. And I've never cried about this movie. And I can tell people that I can cry. I cry now. And I watched this movie over 100 times. Never cried, dropped a tear. Then I watched it the other day, and my eyes started misting up, and tears started falling down my face. So I immediately called Pastor Shaw and said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm crying about a movie that I've watched over 100 times. And she said, that's God softening your heart up. So I'm like, uh-oh, is that good or bad? But it's a good thing. It's a good thing that now I can tell people, you know, from the time I was a little boy to the time I was a, well into my adulthood, I was taught men are not supposed to cry. Men are not. It's okay to cry. Amen. Because. They tell, the Bible says weeping only endures for the night. Joy comes in the morning. So day when I, I woke up, I felt renewed and recharged from watching that movie. I got a cleansing of myself. And ever since I talked to Pastor Shaw about that, it's been, I mean, my I've been opened up to everything. You know, just like Sometimes I get a word, and I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do with this? It didn't even pertain to me, Lord. It was not for me. It was for other people that were going to call me, and I didn't even know. A friend of mine, she lives in North Carolina, and we've been friends for a while. She called me, and I already knew why she was calling me. It's, It's just been... I mean, it was strange to me at first, but now that I understand where I'm at with God and the process that I'm going through, I was able to tell her about herself and what was going on with her, and she hadn't even opened her mouth up and told me anything. And the first thing that popped in my mind, my mind was, Pastor Charles said, this is going to start happening. Let me prepare myself a little better. Now, every time that something's going on with her, I already know, and I was like, I was just waiting on you to call. And I tell her what's going on, and she said, I'm going to hang up on you because you must get my house bugged. I said, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I can never have your house bugged or anybody following you. It's just God gives me. I'm just like, okay, Lord, what is going to be today? I'm already ready. Amen. Now, you know, I accept it. What he's giving me. Pastor, seven minutes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm not trying to cut you off, but we got to truly get off here real soon. But, you know, it's a blessing to hear you speak tonight, to bring in the word tonight in John 3.16, because we have been talking about God's steadfast love. And that's most, 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 the most, oh, my God, stand fast love God can do is give, a, give us his only begotten son. And I thank God for using you for bringing this word tonight, even in your testimony, to let us know and to let the ones that is, might come back and listen to this download uh, 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 recording tonight 
to let them know that how much God can use anyone to get this long as you are ready and wanting the things of God, how he can use you and take stuff out of the way and fill it up with his glory for you you to walk in. But I do want to say this to you, see, I was just looking just a little bit in more into this. And in verse 20, it says, For everyone practice evil, hates the light, and does not come to the light. Least he is dead and shall be exposed. His deeds shall be exposed. Least his deeds shall be exposed. But he who but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that he has been done in God. And and I thank God for that because God had to when you was doing evil, you know, in the darkness the lightness came on on in you. Someone gave you the word of God had to come in and 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 give the seed and whoever gave you that seed gave you the word plant the seed and someone else came in and put some fertilizer on top of the seed and now I came into your life into your life now and now I'm putting water where I'm putting water in on top of all that, and now God is growing you up. So now you are part of the branch of of the vine. Go to God, and now you are prospering in God's word, and how God is using you because you came from out of your backsliding days about what six years ago, seven years ago, Minister Jerome. It's been about five, in between five and six. Yeah, between five and six. And and I met him about three, maybe three, four years ago when we was on Papa level at the time. And um, and he was just so shy. <laughs> just so shy. Jesus, sometimes to say hi, he'll wave and hold his head down and keep on walking. And I used to... <laughs> Watch him all the time, and and when we started to talk and everything, and being connected through the church, and when he found out who I was in God and what God was calling me into and everything, and I think it was around the beginning part of my first part, my first year of being pastoring, actually, when we met in 2014. Glory to God, you've been with me ever since. Yeah. And God has been actually growing and moving in him. And I can't do nothing but give God the glory because when you praying over someone and ask God to touch their life and and let them speak in his boldness and speaking and walking God boldness and when you begin to see it, you can't do nothing but give God the glory. Can't do nothing but give him the glory. And 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 he's doing actually doing an awesome job. It's just that we just got to do some more in the scripture and and defining more in the scripture of God and just moving forth in the name of Jesus. And I thank God that Apostle Pfeiffer was on here tonight 
and she listened to you the whole complete time. Glory to God. And I'm in the chat room. The chat room is up. And, uh, oh, no. Mother Fox? Yeah, she was on there. She was listening. <laughs> Praise oh. God. Praise God. You never know who's coming on. It's time to mute the phone. Oh, no. It's time to mute the phone back. No, uh-uh, it's too late. But I thank God for your boldness in the Lord for speaking out tonight. And God had to expose that the evil, the, 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 the darkness part, because, the, see, the evil hate light. So you know you didn't hate the light. But you were just in your backsliding days, but he had, but you was exposed. God to appear to expose your evil ways for you to walk into the light of the truth of the light. And I thank God for that. But we can ready to put on some worship songs and and it it was song fell in my spirit while you was talking and I'm getting ready to play this song.
Mother Lily, after this song gets you playing, can you pray us out? Yeah, I will. You can do the salvation prayer to to, to the crowd. Yeah. You can do the salvation prayer to the crowd, inviting them to see Jesus Christ as their Lord, person, Savior. All right. Do so, doing now? You can. All right. All right, my brothers and sisters out there. Those of us in the salvation prayer, turn your life over to God and be saved. All you got to do is say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I thank you for God coming in Calvary. Thank you for the cross that you had to bear now I got to carry. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I want to be free and live like you. I want to see you one day in Jesus' name. If you repeated that prayer, you'll get to see him one day. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Amen. Father, I come to you now and give you all honor, glory, and the praise. And yes, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But Father, you know you made the world. You made something that you love, just like you made us, and you love us. Oh, Father, we can never pay you back for what you've done for us, our Jesus. But it's one thing about it, we can say we love you all, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we lift you all up. We give you the honor, glory, and the praise. We just want to say thank you for even allowing us to see another day. Glory to God for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we all shall rejoice and be glad in it and be thankful for what we got. And don't try to take from others because what we what we got is what you give us, our heart's desire. Thank you, Father, for feeding us, clothing us, shelping us, and giving us a drink. Thank you for watching over seeing night, night, and day. Thank you for being there when we're sick and shut in, when we have trials and tribulations, and when we have no one to care. Thank you for all, you, all that. For you said you never leave without forsaking us. You'd be with us even until the end of the world. So, Father, thank you for everything. For you are our everything, and you supply every need that we need. Hallelujah. According to our riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, every morning there's new mercies for us, and I thank you for the mercies that you have given me, for you have set me free through your son, Jesus the Christ. 
in the name of Jesus. So, mother's father, mother's father's coming to you saying, live life, live life, live life. For only what you do for Christ, we'll never lie. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. This is the benediction song. When this is go off, y'all can just hang on up. We welcome you tonight. Thirdly, there's a backslider, and you want that joy restored in your life. I am here to tell you that he will restore the joy. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He will do it now. Finally, if you seek the fullness of his Holy Spirit, the Lord will give to you the desire of your heart. Come on, right now, wherever you are, come on.
This is the cool our broadcast. Y'all have a blessed night. And I will be bringing the word on Tuesday and Thursday of next week. And y'all, you and Mother Lily get it the following week. Y'all be blessed. And y'all have a blessed night. And receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And I love each and every one. And yes, Minister Jerome. Anything you bring the word of God, it will drain you. The word will drain you. When you when you be in the presence of the Lord, hallelujah. If it drain you like that, then God did something in you. Glory to God. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Mother Lily, do you? Yes. I want to do Christ made as well as last. Live life. Live life. Live life for Jesus Christ. Live. We all love you all, babies. Bye.